Welcome to For the Love of Self podcast, where we teach you the tools of manifestation through the power of deep self-love in body, mind, and spirit. This is your host, Heather Graham Murphy, certified embodiment coach and trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. And by listening to this podcast, your self-love journey begins. Please enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to For the Love of Self podcast. This is your host, Heather Graham Murphy. Thank you so much for being here today. I have been on a bit of a hiatus, and if you're new here, I'm Heather. I'm a certified embodiment coach and trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. I help women overcome anxiety so that they can manifest the life of their dreams. And I just wanted to come on here today because I have been doing a lot of different things and needed a little bit of a reset. So I'm going to be sharing with you some tools about hitting the reset button today. Recently, um, I started going back to school. Some of you may or may not know that. I don't know. So I'm just letting you know. So it has been quite a challenge to stay on top of the podcast as well as I had a launch recently for Embodied Forces. This is the first round of this program. This is all about learning to become the embodiment and the identity for a match to your manifestations, to shift our energy and heal the past and everything in between. So if that's something that you missed out on and you're interested in it, um, you can scroll down to the show notes and get on the wait list so that you will be notified for when the next round comes up, which will be in June. And yeah, I think it was a really successful launch. I was really happy with it and I'm loving the women that I'm working with and love seeing what's coming up for them and shifting for them. It is such beautiful, powerful embodiment work and I love sharing it with you guys. So Anywho, school has been nuts and um, going back to school as a non-traditional student is always very challenging. Being a parent, having a business, um, you know, it's all the things, you know, it's, I'm just going to say that if you're a student listening to this and you don't have a kid and you don't have a job, it's easy. Okay. <laughs> like, so if I can do it, you can do it. And, um, yeah, it's been great. I love the classes. I'm taking neuroscience and research methods. So I'm really getting into a lot of sciencey stuff. And that always really excites me. And um, there's so much evidence out there for um, what we're, what I'm trying to support, especially in regards to how we change as humans and improving our mental health, our, our personal growth, as well as manifestation too. So We'll get going here. And first, I just wanted to share that I really felt called to hit the reset button right around the spring equinox. I just had this feeling of like ready to like renew, you know? It's so weird because when the new year came, I definitely felt that sort of feeling of like the usual, like, oh, it's a new year, new me, you know, everyone kind of gets into that mood. But it was weird because it was like a graded or like a soft start, you know, and I, I knew that and I felt that and I really honored that. You know, I think sometimes when the new year comes, we're like, got to hit it hard. And then a lot of the times we end up self-sabotaging because we're hitting it so hard. And so 
Anyway, um, if you're feeling like I'm feeling, it's okay to reset or start anew at any point in any day, doesn't matter if it's spring, fall, new year, whatever. So if you're feeling called to like, you're just feeling like things feel a little crusty. And I think everyone kind of feels that way around the springtime where, you know, like I definitely get that urge to purge and um, reset my space, like clean, you know, do the spring cleaning and like, I want to get out in the yard and stuff and plant and blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. The energy is there. You can feel it. So if you're feeling that too, then this podcast episode will be great for you. And so recently I was just like really feeling it for my body and just feeling like it was time to focus on a reset. And so first I'll say that when I think of a reset, it's not about adding. And I think a lot of the times this is a problem in the personal development world and even more of a struggle for people who struggle with anxiety and depression is adding things. You know, sometimes we like think of habit trackers where we have this list of things that we want to do and then we want to mark it off every day. I want you to think of a reset is a way that you can, um, like when you reset a computer, it like clears the computer or something, you know what I'm saying? Like when you reset something, it, it literally like deletes everything so that you can have like a completely clean space. And so thinking about that concept, you know, what are some things in your life that you're wanting to focus on and what way can you sort of minimalize or delete or reset rather than like, I'm going to add all these things and more things to do. So I'll give you some of the examples that I have been doing that have been really helping a lot. And like I said, the first thing was like things around not so much my body because I'm comfortable in my body and um, I'm always making, taking steps to like continually improve my physicality, not just in terms of like how I look, but just like I love all the crazy, like weird biohacking stuff. And um, as I'm learning about that, I'm, you know, trying to put money towards that. But I guess my point is, is I'm always trying to find ways to improve my health um, in a sort of sense of I want my body to be able to like have the energy to do what I do here. That's really what it comes down to. The reason that I want to take care of my body so I can feel good and have energy (laughs) um, and be strong Anyway, so in in moving in that direction, I really wanted to think of a way that um, I could sort of like make some sort of next level move in terms of my health. Because if you don't know, over the past year, I have done like incremental steps. And I think that baby steps are such a great way to make a change in your life for yourself. Like people who want to lose weight, I say like, we'll start by exercising for five or 10 minutes a day because there's a struggle when we're like, okay, well, I just don't want to go to the gym or, you know, we have, you know, the story, it's, it's so hard to get going. And so it's like, we can make these little like ladder moves where we go up and up, up. So anyway, I'm thinking about that. And I decided that I wanted to really focus on my gut health because a lot of women struggle with, um, digestion and gut microbiome and hormonal imbalances. So I thought, okay, this will tackle like a bunch of things. And so I really wanted to focus on actually more minimalist types of eating. And I don't mean depriving myself in any way. I'm thinking of like nutrient dense foods 
and cooking in ways that it's just like, okay, meat, protein, or uh, meat, meat is protein. Um, and I do eat meat or whatever. So if you're a vegetarian, it's just like your, basically your protein option, um, lots of vegetables, like half of my plate and vegetables. I'm just thinking about like ways that I can make things super, super simple. And so I did that and I, I basically, you know, not one to say like, oh, do this diet or do that. This is all like your decision about what feels good for you. Um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I am a busy person doing all the things that I'm doing and I didn't want to spend time doing like a lot of food <laughs> cooking or prepping, um, just some like really basic food prepping. Like I didn't mind spending some time, but I didn't want to have these like, you know, one of the biggest things is like, I don't mind eating leftovers. And I know some people and some families don't like doing that, but it is hard in this day and age to put the demands of eating different food every night. Um, you know, I think it is important to have like a diversity of foods, especially for our gut microbiome. But, um, yeah, so the biggest thing is that I'm doing the bean protocol, um, which is was developed by this woman named Karen Hurd. Um, I can link some podcasts, another one of her disciples, I'll say not really disciples, like her protege, is Unique Hammond. Um, Unique Hammond has a course, so I had signed up for that course um, over a year ago. And finally decided that I was like, okay, I really want to focus on this bean protocol because it really involves eating really small portions of beans every day uh, throughout the day, really small portions, which is really great for those of you that are just like, I can't do beans. It's too, um, uh, what's the word? Um, just too not stimulating, but just, yeah, it can make people really gassy, right? Like for people that have inflammatory diseases, they might've been told to avoid, um, eating beans and that they are like, yeah, definitely it's just too much. But she literally is like, eat like one to two tablespoons of beans. Um, you can go up to a fourth a cup for each serving. Anyway, I don't want to get into all that because that's not the point. It's not about what you choose. It's about how, like in this case, if you're wanting to do a kind of reset, like a cleanse within yourself, like how can you do that in a way that is easy on your schedule and easy on your energy levels? and actually makes sense for your body situation, your health situation, you know, consulting your doctor and whatnot to see if that works for you. For me, I just really did want like a, cl a cleanse because I had noticed, especially starting school, that I was like snacking a lot on my daughter's goldfish and like other things like that that just like aren't nutrient dense that are not keeping me going. Um, she has a really high metabolism, most kids do, so they process those foods faster. I mean, it's not the greatest to always, like, let your kid eat nothing but those things. Obviously, we incorporate fruits and proteins and other foods. But um, as an adult, you know, those are the thing, sort of things for me personally that just make my blood sugar crash. And that was another thing is just, like, my blood sugar was all over the place. So just really focusing on a reset, a gut reset. And um, one of the biggest things too is using um, psyllium husk. And I've been doing psyllium husk in the morning and that's just been making my gut feel so good. And I have noticed such a difference and I literally have been doing this for two weeks and I haven't even been like super strict about it. I still like, we went out to sushi last week and I had sushi one day and I've had like a little chocolate here and there and stuff. So 
I'm still trying to just like keep it super simple and clean, specifically again around my schedule and my gut health. So I hope that gives you an idea in terms of something that you might want to do in terms of your um, your physical, your gut health and whatnot. If you're wanting to explore some options in terms of like feeling lighter and cleaner in that area. Um, so again, like I said, the idea of hitting the reset is about deleting. So for me, this was really about deleting the idea that I needed to cook a new fancy meal every single night. This is about like, I have tons of different, like, not tons, but I have like a couple of different beans in the fridge and then I have some protein options. So I kind of can mix and match and then this, it's all about the spice of life. That's, that's basically it. So I have some meat cooked, I have some beans cooked, and then all I have to do is add any additional vegetables and spices and herbs. And it's so much easier to do life this way for me personally. Again, this is all my opinion and just sharing with you guys. So the next thing is that I really wanted to start focusing on movement. And so again, thinking about our idea of reset, that I didn't want to add in a diet, like a, um, I didn't want to add in a new exercise program that would just be one more thing that I have to do. I do have a goal to work out five times a week. But I don't, like, I often don't always hit that. Like, I might work out three times a week because it's easier to actually get a workout in on the weekends. But I really wanted to really hone in on what I was already doing. So things like I've been taking these stairs. We have, like, my campus that I go to is all on hills and there's lots of stairs. And the building that I take classes in is five stories high. So really trying to like challenge myself a little bit more. Um, I've been walking a ton on like, I used to always try to find the closest parking spot so I didn't have to park. Um, or so I didn't have to walk so far to my building, but now I'm just like, whatever, I'll just take what I get and not wander, not drive around for 20 minutes looking for a spot. I just take one in the back and I just walk. And so really thinking about things in that way, like how can I make what I'm already doing a little bit more challenging physically. And that's really helped too. Like I feel like it's getting easier to go up some of these hills and just like my cardiovascular, vascular, my cardiovascular health already feels a lot better. So just thinking about that again, just like we're not adding stuff, but we're, we're just sort of like emphasizing what's already there anyway. The final one is a big one that I'm sure like so many of us are just like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know I should. And that was that I deleted social media off of my phone. And this felt really scary beca- because I use social media for my business and it's really important that I stay consistent, which is not always easy. As you know, I took a hi- hiatus from the podcast, but anyway, the biggest issue is that I found myself definitely scrolling when I was avoiding projects, stuff that I needed to do for my business. And also just like not wanting to feel what I was feeling. And that's not like me. You know, this is a huge part of what I do in my work is teaching people that it's safe to feel what you're feeling. And so I found that it was just, I was unconsciously going to my phone and just like looking for something, you know, just scrolling 
Um, and we know from, I'm sure you've listened to other social media or not social media, other podcasts about how, what social media does to us. So if you don't already know what happens is that when you go onto social media, specifically when you are looking for likes and hearts and all that stuff, we are in a, so we're in a like sort of dopamine deficit. I don't want to say the word deficit, but it's like there's peaks and there's valleys. So we're in a in a valley, let's say, and we're procrastinating and we're not feeling motivated. We probably, we might even feel a little depressed. So we're in a valley, a dopamine valley. And so what happens when we go to social media is that we're looking for that dopamine peak and we get the dopamine peak and then our um, dopamine like may stay up or down depending on what the activity is and how, you know, like how long that stays at like that baseline. Um, and so basically I feel like what they're show what they're saying with social media is that it's really actually increased our depression because we're constantly like falling into these valleys again. And it's, um, you don't really burn out with dopamine, but it makes it harder to return to like a, a day, uh, it makes it more difficult to return to a dopamine baseline when we're constantly falling into these valleys. So, um, I really feel so different after it's been about two weeks that I've been off or I have, it's not that I've been off of social media. I've only been getting on my social media platforms on my computer on Sundays. And that has been so, such a reset feeling. Like I feel like my head feels clearer. I feel like happier. I feel just more like baseline that sort of just like humming middle, like everything's all good. When I get on my phone, it feels so stimulating to me. I start to feel agitated and irritated. Um, and then I also don't like to be interrupted when I'm scrolling. And then I'm like, what the hell? This is not even important. And here my kiddo is wanting my attention. So I just want to invite you to think about, you know, possibly doing the same if you're feeling like you're not getting where you want in your life. And maybe you're struggling with depression to like take a break from it being on your phone. I'm not saying delete your social media, like go check your messages once a week or a couple times a week. Um, be mindful with scrolling, make maybe like go through and delete some of the people that you follow that kind of make you feel like, Oh, I don't, I wish I had that. Or like those kind of envious feelings that people can get, um, that I have also experienced, you know, I feel like feelings of lack when I go on social media sometimes. Um, I really think that it's good to clear out who we're following um, based on that. I think that there are probably about 10 people that I can, other than like friends, I mean, but 10 people that I really love to follow that always make me feel like encouraged, like I can keep going and keep doing things. And if there's other people that aren't really like providing value to you, but they're just kind of... um, and there's nothing wrong with people that are just sort of like living their life and posting about it. That's great. But sometimes that can feel like, um, uh, I want to say it's, it's not really reality. Like we all know that like everybody has their shit, you know, everybody has problems. And so anyway, it's hard for your, your brain to actually know that, like to 
cognitively, let's see, for your, for your mind and your body to get that message. You know what I'm saying? Because like you're sitting there looking at images and your subconscious speaks or not speaks, your subconscious interprets images more than it interprets language. And so as you're scrolling through and you're looking at this, these images, then, you know, you're just sort of being like, oh, I don't have that. I don't have that. And so your subconscious is like, yep, you're right. You don't. Long story short, think about ways that you can sort of clear space. And I don't just mean, you know, the physical spring cleaning space. I mean, do that too. That's so great. But how, what are areas of your life? Like I think of like the three sort of major ways that you can hit the reset button. Um, or I could think of like three major life areas that you could hit the reset button. So let's say there's health, there's career and money and relationships. So maybe in, you know, health, I talked about that example, like how can you simplify areas of your health? Like how can you simplify your food? How can you simplify your meal prepping? Um, how can you, you know, can you get groceries delivered? How can you simplify this so that you can be healthier? How can you take, how can you, like, what can you remove that is creating um, havoc in your health? Like, maybe you need to remove alcohol. Maybe it's just that simple. That is one example. Some people um, don't necessarily have a, a an a issue with alcohol per se, but maybe taking a break, taking a reset break. And, and that's the other thing that I should say is that like taking a reset, to make uh, hitting the reset button doesn't always mean that you're just completely taking that thing away that's being deleted forever, right? You can always add it back in. But taking a break, just same with me with social media on my phone, like I'm probably going to put it back on my phone eventually. I'm just taking like a, an eight week hiatus from it. I'm hitting the reset button. I'll add it back in later. And so, yeah, with health, just like think about what you could take away so that you can have more space, spaciousness for your healing and to improve your mental health and your manifestations. Think about with your career and with your money, you know, like maybe you need to go through your budget and look at what you need to reset. Like maybe you need to get rid of some of those subscriptions. You know, we just are like, oh yeah, sure, subscribe. It's only 10 bucks a month and maybe you don't end up actually using that thing, like just cleaning up your budget. Um, and maybe there's also something in your career that you need to, maybe you need to stop saying yes to your boss all the time or um, maybe you're, ne- you're needing to... Um, like cut back on your hours or something, you know, just thinking about, again, simplify or reset, clear the space. And then finally, um, re- with relationship, um, you know, I definitely don't want to say like, oh, leave your relationship, like hit the reset button, but how can you sort of hit the reset button or clear some space in relationships? And this doesn't have to just be your romantic relationship. This can be with your parents, your friends, whoever, you know, I think of some ways that you could clear the space is to actually take space. Like maybe you do need some space from friends. I know that I've gone through that where I'm sort of reassessing who I am. I need to like clean the energy and maybe do some cord cutting around this because I need to sort of figure out like where 
my next level energy is going and I need to like be in the container with my own energy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Real friends understand that sometimes you just need some space, especially if you're someone that has struggled or does struggle with mental health, that sometimes you're like, I just need to be in my cocoon right now because I'm transforming into something else or some someone else. Um, maybe that actually does mean cutting um, cutting people off from your life. And I know this sounds so harsh sometimes and can be so difficult, but, you know, if you have that friend that, and hopefully you don't, I mean, if you're in my age group, I've gotten to this point where I just like don't let toxic people into my life at all. In fact, I don't even really attract them anymore like I used to because I just don't operate at that frequency. That's legitimately what I think it is, is that I'm just not vibrating at the charge that allowed people to come into my life like they used to. It used to be this thing where I swear, like, this was before I got pregnant, but I can remember, like, the last toxic friend that I had was just, like, so overstepping boundaries, calling me to come help like get her out of a DUI like in the middle of the night that kind of stuff um you know and it was just toxic and so I had to really like cut that off I just kind of was like okay this isn't working and that's not the kind of person that I want to be so I don't want to surround myself with that kind of person so there's absolutely nothing wrong and um I don't really believe in ghosting people I just think sometimes you can let it naturally fizzle out um you can decide to have a conversation if you feel it's necessary. I think doing it in a way that doesn't, um, it's sort of like doing it in a way where you're taking self-responsibility, not so much of like, you did this, you did that, you did that. You know, it can really just be about like, I'm doing this because I need this, you know, I, I need, um, I need some space. I need some, I need friends who don't call me in the middle of the night, um, for that, that, because they don't want to take responsibility for their actions. Um, you know, maybe that's even harsh saying it that way, but you get what I mean. Just, you can have a conversation. Um, some people feel that it is safe to just ghost. And I don't like to really say that that's the best approach primarily because it teaches you to avoid confrontation. And I think that there's enough, um, challenges to overcome, in life. So if it feels safe to do that, but that's fine. I just think that it's always good to practice communicating what your needs are and that if you approach it from that point of view, the person might still be offended and might get mad and make it about themselves. Most likely they will. If they're a narcissist to some degree, then they probably will get mad at you. But in the long run, if you want this person out of your life, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to be mad and never talk to you again. So there you go. And I think that this can happen at all stages and this can also happen with family members. Like sometimes, you know, it's not goodbye forever. There's definitely been friends that were super toxic at one point in my life that have sort of come back around and, um, you know, there's like safe distances with that. So anyway, that's all for you to explore creating spaciousness. Um, even thinking about romantic relationships, what are the ways that you can reset things in your current romantic relationship if you feel like there's sort of a pattern or behavior that's happening like how can you have a conversation with your partner about things that um, behaviors that you yourself want to stop engaging in 
and how can you guys work through that stuff together things that you're requesting that they shift as well that things that um maybe are triggering you that you are like we need to clean this up or maybe there's some energy from the past that you guys need to sort of cut cords with um maybe there's some resentment and things that you guys need to like really clear the air and clean up the space around that so that you guys can move forward in a sort of new sense of self sometimes going away on a trip or going to counseling can help all of this stuff. So reset, 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 and know that like it feels so good in the embodiment space when you do this stuff. Like I think about how just being off of social media has cleared up so much space in my brain to be my own creative self and just be in my own thoughts. It feels so nice. Um, My gut feels so good. My energy is crazy high. I can't even believe it. Um, And then, yeah, just like feeling stronger through incorporating or not incorporating, but um, sort of like amping up what I'm already doing in terms of movement, you know, like taking the stairs instead of the elevator, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope this has given you some good ideas for hitting your reset button. Please let me know what you do. Tag me on social media. (laughs) Even if you don't have it on your phone, you can use Instagram now from your computer as far as I can tell. And if you're not on social media, then you can go ahead and join my email list. You could actually do that by getting on the wait list for Embodied Forces. Again, that's going to be launching in June. And then you'll be added to the email list. Don't worry, I don't send out a bunch of emails. In fact, um, I sometimes take a hiatus from that as well. And I often will go on there when I feel inspired to share some content with you guys or I have something coming up like a breathwork class or whatever it is. So I try not to, um, you know, hit you with emails like crazy often. I know that can be overwhelming. I hope that you have a great week. Don't forget to take care of your mental health. Love yourself deeply. Keep doing the inner work so that you can attract your manifestations even faster. All right, I'll catch you in the next one. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. If you found this episode helpful in any way, I want to invite you to send it to someone who would benefit from it. Also, consider leaving a rate and review for the podcast as it really does help the podcast get to the top of the recommendations list so that even more people can get on the self-love train. Come follow me over on Instagram and TikTok at ForTheLoveOf.Self. That's at ForTheLoveOf.Self. Shoot me a message and let me know what your favorite takeaways were. I love meeting new people and watching them grow. And thank you again so much for tuning in today as it really is an honor to be here with you. We'll catch you in the next one. Oh, and of course, don't forget to subscribe.